This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Collick, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense. And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions too. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast. So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. So I was reading an article about you where you were telling the story about your mom living in the dangerous parts of Chicago and that Mm -hmm. it coincided with your development of the self-defense course. I wonder if you would just tell a little bit about that story and what your goal was in creating um, a self-defense course for ordinary women. Well, I had moved to Chicago from Los Angeles. I had just achieved my instructor's belt. Um, and was actually on my way to Paris, kind of irrelevant. But I wound up in Chicago for a little bit longer than I thought I was going to be. And while I was there, my mom asked me to teach her some self-defense because her neighborhood, Rogers Park, was getting quite dangerous and a few older people had been mugged. So she felt frightened and she felt really uncomfortable walking from her house to her favorite coffee shop, which is where she hung out with all her friends. And of course, I mean, one is my mom. So of course I said yes, but also just the idea that my mother who was 65 at the time in her retirement would have to live a smaller life because of fear of being hurt, you know, a restricted a restricted existence in the years that she was supposed to be enjoying her life really, you know, motivated me. So that was kind of the first time that Pretty Deadly um, was developed in a lot of ways. You know, my mom was uh, unbelievably stubborn. She was highly uncoordinated. She saw herself as being very unsporty, you know, unathletic. Um, and she was my mom and we had a pretty typical mother daughter relationship in the sense, uh, you know, like sort of old school in the sense of she didn't really want her daughter to be teaching her anything. She did, but then had her pride issues. So, so I had to develop a way to get some really effective self-defense moves to my mom that were accessible for her to do. So she wouldn't give me the excuse of like, well, I haven't been training for 10 years like you. Um, which is where I started coming up with everyday movements, like putting your hair behind your ears. I thought, you you know, she's been doing that for 60 years, so she knows how to do that. I had to, um, I had to make it fun. So she would kind of forget that she was learning anything from her daughter. (laughs) Um, And I had to make it effective, you know, because she needed to believe in it as well. She needed to see that it could work. So that's really how the very first Pretty Deadly course was created, was created for her. And she recruited a few of her friends, and I gave them a course. Not the same as what we have today, but it was, it was you know, sort of like the very early prototype, you can say. Um, she had a great time. She felt pretty empowered. She could do all the moves. And I figured, like, you know, if my 65-year-old stubborn, unathletic mother can do it, <laughs> then, then everybody can do it. And wait, you had a um, course with um, her friends also? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, a couple of her friends. 
they all had a good time. I had a good time teaching them. Um, and then I tried it out again with, uh, with a much larger group at a dojo that I was working at in Chicago. So, but yeah, it all started with my mom, you know, and again, it's kind of like if she can do it, you know, then it should be accessible to everybody. Right. And did you feel like, um, you were giving any kind of false hope or do you really genuine, did you really believe that, okay, any woman, whether you're 25 or 85 could use these moves and, and actually be effective in self-defense? I'm asking with some sort of skepticism of like sure. how this works. Cause I'm thinking of my mother or, right. you know, other right, people right. I know who I'm I, not just because of, um, being uncoordinated, but just because of strength and muscle and right. I think I, I, I feel like women when they're thinking about self-defense kind of think a lot in this way of, well, that's for other people, but it's not for me. Mm-hmm because I'm not coordinated or because I'm not athletic or because I'm not strong. So it's great, you know, friend of mine or daughter or whatever that you want to do this and I support you, but it's just not for me. And then they start telling them these stories. I'm too old for anyone to, to sexually aggress me. I'm, I'm too this, I'm too that, whatever. Um, yes. When I created, when my mom asked me to do this for her, Yes, I absolutely believed that I could teach her. I believed she could learn it. And I believed that some of the moves that she would learn would be very effective. I really trust what I've learned from my teacher. I trust the art that I study and that I practice um, because I've used it myself. And I've been training on it in it for so long that... um, you know, it's, it's, I've seen the effects. So yeah, I believed it a hundred percent, you know, and I still do. Mm-hmm. I also, I mean, I said, I'm going to have a caveat there though, because I also tell people that when we're learning self-defense or we're learning martial arts, what we're learning are a set of tools. So sometimes you use one tool and that's not going to work on somebody else. So you want to be able to have another tool that you can go to immediately. You know, there's no like one move that there's no like, you know, the death touch, right. you know, that, that doesn't <laughs> exist. So you want options, mm-hmm. you know, and the, all the moves are very effective, but they're not a hundred percent effective on a hundred percent of the people because people, everybody's different. Well, every, we've talked about this. It's like every yeah. situation is so different. Exactly. Um, but I, you know, for me, what's important is that there was coming from you, this like fundamental belief that, um, no one's too old, no one's too small. And also that like, like you said, no one's prohibited from being attacked because of those things either. Exactly. You know, and I think, especially when, when it comes to, um, sexual aggression, I, I've heard, you know, some older women say like, oh, I'm invisible or, you know, you kind of see yourself as outside the bounds of being a target. And that's also not true. Yeah, it's not true because that's that's basing the belief of sexual aggression and assault on desirability, which has zero to do with with people who become victims of sexual aggression and assault. You know, it has nothing to do with whether you're desirable or not. It has to do 100% with the other person who wants to hurt you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird way to, but I think it's stories we tell ourselves to, to, to feel safe, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was lucky in my training, um, in Los Angeles at our dojo that occasionally we had someone in the dojo with a physical challenge or sometimes a mental challenge. And my teachers accepted everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, great. What they loved was the challenge of the challenge. You know, how do we teach self-defense to someone in a wheelchair? I don't know. Let's figure it out because they always believed it could be done. And that taught me that, yeah, actually it always can be done. Mm -hmm. There's always options. I love that. And and you've also in your program like created different models. And I wonder when you had this sort of prototypical group with your mother and all her friends, like what was your what was your initial learnings from creating that group and how did you modify things or change it after? Um, I it was a really long time ago. Uh I think one of the things that I learned was to pare it down. I think I had like kind of dumped a lot more than I, more than was kind of digestible. And I was, I wanted to be, I've taken self-defense classes where they're kind of like, okay, we're going to learn, you know, 25 moves in half an hour. So I already knew that that there's a tendency to do that, but I think I still went a little overboard. So I pared them down a bit. Um, I changed some of the ways that we approach the moves and I did not at that time um, include the exercises that we do in Pretty Deadly that are designed to help build confidence and get connected to your kind of like the geographical center of your body um, that work on balance points and those kinds of things. So that wasn't there. It was all just moves, Mm -hmm. a little more kind of direct. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was no dance. There was no pretty deadly dance. That was a new addition. That was it for the larger workshop I did at the dojo in Chicago. I added the dance. Mm -hmm. So I felt because women, you know, all of fitness and, and physical activity for women is so often centered around like dance routines, cheerleading and aerobics and this, that, and the other thing. And we kind of just accept this as a way to learn. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt, why not, why not use that? Because it is a good way to learn. You know, you learn a dance routine, you remember it. Yeah, I was going to say, you always, if you can, um, well, there's a flow and then, yeah, yeah, there's like the memory part of it. Right. So, and why not end a self-defense class with a dance? That's more fun. Yeah. What was the songs that you used? Back then, I think I used a song by Garbage. <laughs> and... uh Probably a, probably a song by Peaches Yes, that I don't use anymore because I don't think it's nice when you have kids in the classes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Peaches. but We need to use Peaches for the intro-outro coming up. Yeah, then we need Peaches to like give us permission for that. But yeah. <laughs> Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program developed by 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collett. Based in Berlin, Germany, you can also find Pretty Deadly in a growing number of cities around the world through the Pretty Deadly website or the Pretty Deadly app. Learn more about Susie and the Pretty Deadly community at 
prettydeadlyselfdefense.com. 